Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 69. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, Principal from Skytuke High School and host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast. Each week, I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about entanglement and why messaging matters. If you're listening to this at the time of its recording, I am presenting today in Austin, Texas, June 14th, at the Texas Association of Secondary School Principals Summer Conference. I'm doing a Principal Matters 8 Hats presentation this morning for a first session breakout. And then later today, I'm doing a session on messaging matters, how to inspire teachers, motivate students, and reach communities. And just a quick plug out to my friend Justin Bader, who's Principal Center Radio podcast hosted an interview with me just yesterday, so you can check out that at principalcenter.com. In that interview with Justin, he asked me questions about why I wrote Messaging Matters, why messaging is important, and ways to enhance that within your school. So let me commend that to you um, since he asked me some questions that I've never been asked before. But I want to talk about messaging today in this conversation by beginning with a question. Have you ever thought about the power of how you communicate with your own students. I was listening to an episode of Invisibilia, a podcast about the invisible forces that affect us without us always being aware. And in this one episode in January of 2015, the Invisibilia creators talked about a phenomenon known as entanglement. And they began by describing a physics experiment where scientists have been able to isolate particles of atoms in separate locations, change the motion, and cause two separate atoms to react to the change at the same time. Now, I'm not a scientist, and every time I've tried to understand this experiment, it's been challenging. But Live Science has an article that I'll link to in the show notes, and Charles Q. Cho explains in that article that scientists theorize that entangled atoms may possibly be able to stay connected even if a universe apart. In one experiment, an atom contained in a box four feet away from another atom in a box demonstrated simultaneous responses when, when one was touched to change motion, the other changed immediately. And scientists say that these atoms are not mirror images of one another. The research suggests that they are one another. And although there are lots of theories as to why this may be happening, the phenomenon is known as quantum entanglement. And scientists are able to explain how they can make these experiments take place, but they're still unable to explain why they're possible. This experiment on entanglement was fascinating to me for this reason. When you think about the entanglement phenomenon that happens in a scientific experiment, you have to think about this, the, the entanglement phenomenon that happens around us in our environments, both physically, emotionally, or socially. 
In fact, in that same Invisibilia report, reporters explained how psychologists have proven that a person's behavior is unconsciously influenced by his or her environment. They call this social entanglement. For example, if you put an unexpected an unsuspecting individual on an elevator with a group of people who all have turned the wrong direction, that person, through the discomfort of being the only one turned around, will eventually turn the direction that everyone else has turned. And over and over again in experiments and multiple test cases, individuals would end up following the movements of the group, even to the point of not just mirroring them, but simultaneously moving when they did. Um, one experiment had an individual wearing a hat joined by a group of people also wearing hats. And when they took off their hats, he took off his hat as well without hesitation. Sometimes these behaviors happen simultaneously. This is what others refer to as social entanglement. So, so why is this important to us? And why is this something that I think about when I'm thinking about something like messaging? Well, in some ways, entanglement confirms what we've always known, that our surroundings influence us more than we want to often recognize. We may be connecting with other people in more mysterious ways than we've ever imagined. There are incredible possibilities when you think about the fact that your movements or your attitude or your presence or your words may have the power to entangle with others. So here's my simple application. If you take the idea of scientific entanglement, quantum entanglement, social entanglement to its logical conclusion, then you have to grapple with the power that you have, not just as a person, but as a school leader on those around you in your schools. So here's three questions I want to pose to you for just a moment. What persons or ideas are you consistently surrounding yourself with that are affecting who you are? Number two, how are you purposefully and intentionally influencing your surroundings to bring about positive outcomes? And number three, in what ways are you taking time to intentionally provide positive messaging, communication, and feedback to students, teachers, parents, and your community? Now, this can be done in lots and lots of ways, whether it's through tailoring messages, through the instruction that you're giving, through conversations that you're having, through announcements that you're making, through newsletters that you're publishing, through assemblies that you're holding, through concerts that you're attending through ceremonies or social media. As school leaders, you cannot ignore how incredibly and sometimes mysteriously you are significantly influencing the environments of your school. And even though these can be done in many ways, I can't think of a more powerful way that messages can be delivered by our schools than by the people within our schools, especially our teachers. No one is more important at delivering messages to students than the people who instruct them every single day. So in today's episode, I want to ask you as a school leader, have you thought about your responsibility in positively influencing the messages that students and teachers and community members are consistently receiving from you? You may be a small part in the web of entangled messages and influences, but you are a meaningful part. So why does your messaging matter. Now, obviously, I've written an entire book about this, and so today's podcast is just a small glimpse into the thoughts that I have when I'm thinking about the power of your communication. But here's where I want to take us in the rest of today's conversation. If science reminds us that powerful connections can happen through our environments, then why would we not want to create the most positive, the most productive, and the most effective environments in our schools? And if we want to create those kinds of learning environments, then we have to understand that the messages that we are sending to everyone within our community matter. You know, one of the major dilemmas that public schools face in today's news and politics is a misperception that schools are failing. 
And I'm not sure if anything showed that more poignantly than the last series of elections that we had. We can't ignore the struggles that our schools face, but at the same time, we cannot fail to celebrate what is working in them. Because right now, the public perception among many is that public schools are failing. But when you look at individual schools that are model schools and breakthrough schools, or you talk to people in their local communities who know their schools well, they know the kinds of support and resources and effectiveness that their schools are having with their students. Now, we can't turn a blind eye to the fact that there are struggling schools and there are schools who are simply failing. But at the same time, when we look at our own schools and we are creating the kinds of environments that we want our own children in every single day, which is the commitment I've made at my school and I think the commitment that you've made at yours, then we have to ask ourselves, how can we attract the kind of supports and resources and investments and public support that we need to our schools if we're not celebrating the ways that they're being successful? If we're creating thriving opportunities for students, then we owe it to them to publicize this outside of our school, within our school and outside of our school. So why does messaging matter? It matters in lots of ways. And let me let me just take a sidetrack for just a moment and talk about what I believe messaging means. Here's what I believe messaging is. I believe that messaging first is a mindset that defines the way that we communicate. It's being able to be mindful of our environment so that we are seeing positive things that are happening and not keeping them to ourselves. Number two, it's a platform for promoting what's happening in your school. We have an amazing position as the pilots of the ships of our schools to see through the driver's window. And as we do, we have a responsibility to also communicate that to those whom we're leading or those whom we're serving. And so messaging is our platform. It's our way of promoting and celebrating and publicizing the great things that are happening. And number three, messaging is the lens by which you can display the overwhelming positives happening in your school to drown out the often incessant negatives. School leaders are not unlike any other kind of leaders. We often have to manage the most difficult parts of our schools, the conflicts, the concerns, the challenges. And in that leadership, sometimes we forget that the overwhelming number of things happening in our school on a daily basis are actually positive. And so how can we manage those negatives quietly and professionally while displaying and celebrating and highlighting the amazing things that are happening? Let me give you some examples. As you're walking through your school on a daily basis, Yes, you're looking to make sure that good instruction is happening, that great student learning is taking place, that students are being held accountable, that you're enforcing the rules of your school. That's the responsibility of school principals and school leaders. But at the same time, how are you recognizing the powerful learning that's happening in a classroom? So if you step into a science lab and there's something amazing happening, do you take time to pull out your phone and take a picture, post that on social media or send it out to teachers through an email or share it to parents through a quick newsletter post. If you walk into your FFA teacher's room like mine and he's showing students how to tear down a small engine, do you pay attention to the learning that's taking place, capture that moment and share it out with others? Often as educators, we find ourselves in islands. Teachers don't always see what's happening two doors down the hall from them. But your ability to see those things and then publish them and broadcast them and share them out with others gives others the opportunity to celebrate with you. You know, we really have no excuse. Marketing and public relations and customer service, they're not just terms that are isolated to business. As school leaders, we have a responsibility to model the behaviors that we want our students 
to experience every single day. We also have the responsibility to show our students the kinds of dynamics that they need to be encountering long before they begin a career. And so with access to things like social media, email subscription lists, blogging formats, podcasting platforms like this one, you have the ability to connect within and outside of your schools in powerful, meaningful ways. You have the ability to use both traditional and modern tools, digital tools, and the good old-fashioned communication tools like face-to-face interactions to share out your school's amazing service to students. So let's wrap this up. You know, entanglement has a lot of implications. Scientists even ask if it's possible for bits of ourselves to actually be present in places or people with whom we're entangled, like the same atom that's present in two separate locations. And as spooky and bizarre and wild it is to think about that, one of the most important takeaways is simply this. The people in the places all around us whether they know it or not, are consciously or unconsciously entangled. And so we have a responsibility as school leaders to be intentional. So let me ask you this question. What are some ways that you can be intentional about entangling with your own environment? What can you do to celebrate your school as a place where students are experiencing great learning? What are some ways that you can intentionally be working to keep your environment as positive and entanglement as possible? Well, that's it for this week. You can check out other free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. If you want to subscribe to receive my free weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Rules for School Leaders. Until next time, I look forward to talking to you throughout the summer. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. And don't forget that the work that you do with students and teachers and your community matters. You're made for grace.